of the world The sound with the beat The sound that sets you tapping your feet Radio The sound of year-round pleasure The sound of the news Rhythm and blues Tchaikovsky swing Whatever you choose Radio The sound of year-round pleasure Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine, with radio news from a national perspective, call-in-up and format changes, sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today, your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests and featured segments. And now here's your host, Bill Sparks. Educate, syncopate, radio communicate, radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. Well, good evening and welcome to All Things Radio 608 for this, what, December the 2nd, 2021. We've got a busy show for you, so I'm going to turn it over to Jeff and take it away, Jeff. Okay, thank you very much, Bill. Yes, we certainly do have a busy show. We'll start First of all, we'll start things off with our radio news from a national perspective. We'll follow that up with Jennifer Sparks' call and format changes, and then we'll continue our feature on Wayne Larrabee that Bill had last week, or I should say the week before on All Things Radio Live. Then our classic ass check takes us to the home of uh, Al, who is on here listening. We're going to travel to Cleveland, Ohio. We're going to listen to radio station WHKAM with Ron Riley, and the air check is done in November, uh, I believe it's November 2nd, 3rd, 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 1962. November 3rd, 1962. And then finally, in my classic check section and uh, bernie you might like this one we're going to listen to a station that plays all 80s music from the united kingdom now we featured this company before we've done absolute radio and absolute radio 60s and absolute radio classic rock but we've never done absolute radio 80s so you're going to get to hear absolute radio 80s from the united kingdom all in all i think we've got a pretty good show for you and uh, i hope you guys had a good thanksgiving i think i've had enough turkey i'm done with turkey i'm done with duck i'm done with it with all the food that thanksgiving does but uh and I'm glad I didn't have to take home any leftovers because I just can't eat any more of that stuff. So what can you say? That's all there is to say at this point. Go over to you, Bill. All right. I just switched microphones in the middle of the stream here. So, <laughs> but at least I've got that option here. Anyway, um, anybody on the panel have anything to say before we get started with that award-winning news? Oh my God! The no, silence no. is golden here. Silence. Is. Absolute radio eighties. Absolute radio eighties. Yeah, but I know I'm we don't normally talk after the featured station segment, Sean. But you can probably talk about that next week at some point. Uh, you may want to talk oh, about. Oh, I will. So, I will. Serial, so, that was our era. Some of it now. Some of it you'll find are, are hits that were played mainly in England, but you'll find that there's a lot of hits that were played here and over there as well. So, and a lot of the a lot of the '80s hits that were played in England, the, not necessarily top forty hits there, but they charted on like the alternative and college radio and stuff like that. So they become kind of cult classics over here. So, well, okay, right. well you'll get to hear it uh, near the end of the show. So keep listening. All right, all right, Bill, over to you. All right, let's uh, get this award-winning radio news that folks missed last week because they let me know, Jeff. So here we go. 
I'm Jeff Bennett for All Things Radio, and here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. Be careful what you say, you could lose your job. This is the time of year when radio announcers decide to retire. We'll give you a sneak preview of those post-Christmas format changes, and finally, we'll let you know what's happening on the street. It was yet another busy week this week in the world of broadcasting, and our microphones take us to Oklahoma City, where a pair of on-air hosts were fired for off-the-air comments they made in 2016. Here is how it all played out. Tyler Media has cut ties with a pair of on-air hosts for comments they made in 2016. The comments were made while recording commercials. Sam Hayes, on-air co-host at radio station KRXO-FM, the franchise, an old sports formatted radio station, was fired, along with promotion director and morning co-host Kara Rice. What they did in 2016 was make fun of the Washington Redskins and Native Americans, and they joked about how they would be fired if the recording got out. Well, the recording did get out somehow on Twitter, and both individuals are now out of a job. The word to the wise here is be careful with those outtakes of recorded commercials you make, even if they're four or five years old. In other news, this is the time of year when radio stations are looking at post-Christmas format changes, and we have a list of those format changes coming up right now. Cumulus Media is making changes in Boise, Idaho, at radio station KBOIAM. They're adding an FM simulcast to this radio station on what is now Sports KTIK-FM that transmits on a frequency of 93.1. The sports format that was heard on KTIK-FM will continue on KTIK-AM and an FM translator. All these changes will take place on January 4th. In Albuquerque, New Mexico, KABQAM, they transmit on a frequency of 1350, has dropped its podcast programming in favor of Christmas music. The station is calling themselves Santa 1350, and we expect a format change on December 26th for this radio station. In Angola, Indiana, 92.7 Fox Sports Radio is gone in favor of Christmas 92.7. The 92.7 frequency is a translator, rebroadcasting the HD3 subchannel of radio station WLKI-FM. On November 1st, WBZW-FM in Atlanta, Georgia, dropped its Spanish programming in favor of Christmas music. The station is WBZW-FM, and they have been simulcasting the programming of radio station WBZY-FM in Atlanta, Georgia. The station is now broadcasting Christmas music. In Bismarck, North Dakota, KYYY-FM, they transmit on a frequency of 92.9, has dropped its Y93 branding in favor of Christmas music. This ultimately means that a format change is evident for this radio station. In Burlington, Vermont, Great Eastern Broadcasting dropped the country music on radio station WXMSFM. They transmit on a frequency of 97.9, and they had been calling themselves the Moose. However, when Great Eastern Broadcasting bought the radio station, they changed the format to Christmas music, and they've been broadcasting Christmas music since October 1st. In Dayton, Ohio, iHeartMedia's WZDAFM, transmitting on a frequency of 103.9, has dropped its alt moniker and has changed the format to Christmas music. iHeartMedia has also made changes to the Raleigh, North Carolina area, with radio station WDCGHC2 and its FM translators serving Raleigh, North Carolina and Durham, North Carolina. They've dropped the alternative rock in favor of Christmas music. And in Roswell, New Mexico, you could say goodbye to alternative rock on radio station KKBEFM. They've dropped the alternative rock in favor of Christmas music. In other news, it's that time of the year when major radio hosts decide to retire. In Hartford, Connecticut, we're saying goodbye to Ray Dunaway. Ray Dunaway has been doing mornings at radio station WTIC AM since 1992. He's had almost a 30-year career at this radio station. Before working at radio station WTIC AM, Ray Dunaway spent 15 years working at radio station KMBZ AM in Kansas City, Missouri, and he also worked at radio station KHJ AM in Los Angeles, California as Mike Dunaway. In Seattle, Washington, Tom Tagney is retiring from radio station KIRO-FM. The station transmits on a frequency of 97.3, and he has been co-host of the afternoon morning show, hosted by Tom Tagney and John Curley. Now let's take a quick look and find out what's happening on
down the street. On Thanksgiving Day, Spanish Broadcasting took the opportunity to unveil a new format on radio station WRAZ-FM. The station transmits on a frequency of 106.3, and they've changed the format to a Spanish tropical format aiming at the younger Spanish adult audience. In Buffalo, New York, there's been some changes made to the HD2 sub-channel of radio station WBFO-FM. They've dropped the jazz programming in favor of adult album alternative programming. In other news, TuneIn and C-SPAN have gotten together with an agreement to broadcast all C-SPAN radio programming on the TuneIn app. And if you have young children and you have Pandora, Baby Einstein and Pandora have come together with a channel dedicated to programming for toddlers. After over 10 years at the radio station, Tiffany Workman is saying goodbye to radio station WPST-FM. WPST-FM is owned and operated by Town Square Media. She's been with the radio station since 2008, starting as an intern. And congratulations go out to Jay Stiles, who's moving to Seattle, Washington from Chicago, Illinois. Jay Stiles was working at radio station WSHE-FM, owned and operated by Hubbard Broadcasting. However, he's moving to Seattle, Washington to become assistant program director and midday personality at radio station KQMV-FM, which programs a pop CHR format. Finally, according to those media monitors, here are the top commercials you heard on the radio this past week. Number one was Home Depot, followed by State Farm Insurance, CDC, the Center for Disease Control, Wendy's, and Pfizer. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And hit option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. Very good, Jeff. Thank you, Bill. What can you say? I mean, when you, you got <laughs> well, Go ahead, Bill. Go ahead. I think Ray Dunaway uh, might have taken over for Bob Steele. Because Bob Steele had been at CIC about 30, 35 years. Uh, actually, you know, he, he wasn't 70s, quite. He took over from Bob Steele, but actually, Bob Steele retired in 89. And then what happened was um, they hired two other morning personalities. Now, I don't remember. I know one of them was Tom McCarthy. Now, Tom McCarthy. <coughs> was doing afternoons at the radio radio station, and then <clears throat> he also moved to WGY in Schenectady, New York, for a while. But I don't remember the other person. And we have a raised hand. Well, so. well, Ray Dunaway worked also at the old WFA and DFW in, in, uh, in the seventies before he went to KHJ. And I used to talk to him a lot uh, there. And we'd talk about radio. And he'd tell me stuff was going on, and we were. Uh, cool. He was very nice to me. And uh, I was always wondering what happened to him. Um, you know, he told me when they were going to go talk on uh, 570. He let me know about that. And he was uh, very friendly and, you know, that. So He's a very good. personal radio announcer. He's a, real very nice personal, a very personal person when you listen to him on the air. Very he, nice he had guy. been doing this show with Brian Shattuck. And uh, at this point, we don't know what's going to happen, if they're going to, who they're going to replace him with. But when he retires, Brian Shattuck will continue doing the morning show. As on solo, I believe it is Bob who has his hand raised. Uh, please, uh, you are you are unmuted. So go ahead, please. What are the changes that WGN is making in January? Um, okay, uh, Steve Bertrand does, I believe, talk in the afternoon. Steve Bertrand does talk in the afternoon, and I don't have it right in front of me, Bob. But they're adding a co-host um, who Lisa used to work Dent. at Lisa Dent. Thank you, Gary. And she, that's the big change. Lisa Dent is going to be working with Steve Bertrand. That's the big change at WGN. Really, nothing nothing else is changing except for that. Now, Lisa Dent, Thank you. she's the one that was at the old at Kick FM when it went. Yeah, she was. She yeah, she was. Kick. And then yeah. US 99. Okay, that's yeah, she went. Well, Yeah, she went from Kick. When they killed off Kick, um, she went to US 99. That's what I thought. Actually, they didn't kick, kick, died of whimpering 
Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have to kick and it Steve too hard. Bertrand, Steve Bertrand has been at WGN for a long time as a news guy. Yes, he has. Go ahead, uh, Bill. You had your hand raised. Can you um, unmute yourself, please? Yeah, w- okay, WGN is going to go starting at 4 in the morning till 6 in the morning. We'll simulcast WGN TV news at the same time. They've been doing that already. They've been doing that all along. They're doing well, doing from 4 to 5. They're they're adding an hour to it. Okay. Bob Surratt Surratt will go. He's working 5 to 9 now. He will go 6 to 10. John Williams is working 9 to 1. He will go 9 to 1. John Williams will go 10 to 2. Lisa Dent will go 2 to four or six. Two to I'm six, Bill. Sure what are it. Yeah, yeah, two, two to six. To six. Yeah. And then at six o'clock will be Bertrand and uh, Anna, what are Anna DeBlancas or whatever her name is. No, Anna. no, that, that, that they changed. There's going to be a financial okay. show. Money talk oh, okay, or something. Because I, well, they changed it because I, that, I heard that earlier where they changed it again. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I'm going to talk about this. I was going to talk about that closer to the time it's going to be had. Anna DeVellante is going to stay with WGN. She is going to do investigative reporting for them. Right, right, right. That's what it is, right. I know she's going to still be there. But then they're still going to carry their hockey games at night, the Blackhawks. Yeah. And, and Northwestern, yeah. yeah the, Northwestern big, the big Facebook comment. 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock will still be Raleigh James. James. And then uh, Jim, Jim, what is James? Oh, Jim Bono. Now, the big problem that WGN has is that some of the Facebook people are saying is after Raleigh James, why can't they put a decent all night show on? But that's that was just comments from people on Facebook. Yeah, well, I get I get I've had the same feeling because sometimes I listen to Raleigh James, but then they get that Jim, whatever his name is, Bohannon on there. Well, the trouble is that's a repeated show that he airs somewhere at eight or nine o'clock in the evening on the midnight central. Yeah, when, when you listen to him. Well, you just listen to some repeat show that, you know, I mean, it doesn't, that's doesn't a lot make of any sense. That's a lot of your shows. A lot of your syndicated shows that you hear on talk stations are not live. Most of them, they run them at different times. Well, but when they, when they say call in a number, because I did it one yeah. night to see what it did, you call in a number and say, sorry, we're not on now. Call us between the airtime of go do the, 9 Go do that with Dave Ramsey, most right. stations that run Dave but, Ramsey are not at the. But I know that you're not happy with WGN, but be happy about one thing: that WGN is still mainly live and local during the daytime, and and they don't have all these syndicated programs, and they could have oh, yeah. done it that. Is, they, it, is, it is, yeah. I mean, they, it does it does good, but I mean, it, well, I don't care much for the morning guy, but I never did care for him. Anyway, as the DJ back in his earlier days, I didn't care for him. I mean, he just. Well, they must it. be doing. They must be doing something right because <laughs> they're doing something right. Yeah. They're, they're number. They're number yeah. nine in the ratings. They're not number one, yeah, but they right, right. they are among yeah, the top right. ten stations. So they must be yeah. doing something right. And oh, they, yeah, they're, they, they're doing something. Yeah, but they, just, uh, just some of some of the stuff they do is just not. I mean, they're they're a good they're a good station. I mean, it's it's in fact they'll be what the next year they're a hundred years old. I think. Well, you, one thing but, is that you don't know how lucky you are to have them because many people live in cities that don't have talk stations with near. The amount of local programming that they had. Nope. Right. Bill, you, oh, you, would yeah. probably, you would probably be happy with WGN if they had uh, Wally Phillips back on and if Roy Lennon was back nah, on. Yeah, and- they were, they were, yeah, well, they were okay too, but I mean, it was just, you know, I'm, I'm not just, I'm not big on some of the, the talk radio stuff. I mean, some of it they just get carried off. And well, do like they, because I don't really, I mean, I could, but I haven't sat down and done. Are they pretty much, uh, do they do all the right-wing talk? Are they pretty much uh, just let it flow and, and have more entertainment talk? It's, and not, it's not really, it's not going. real political talk, really. Yeah, from what I've heard. Political they, talk. If you, if you get started political with them, uh, they kind of just drop you. 
Okay. If 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 you come on and you start doing real heavy politics, they drop you, or they'll they'll try to change the subject. Or before, if you go on, their producer ask what you want to talk about, and yeah. you'll say what you want That's to say on your subject, now, and they'll the, say, "Oh, we're we're not, we're not on that now." You know. Now, the, uh, and the only other talk show that I really enjoyed on WGN, Bill was a guy named Milt Rosenberg. Now, uh, he was a professor. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, professor. Right. Oh, yeah, that was, that was way back in and, the, the yep. early well, days, right? And he talked about all kinds of subjects, but but he right. was a person who could interview people and did a very, very good job at would, interviewing yeah. guests. Uh, yeah, I did, yeah. Chris, I know you're familiar with the show. Yes, and we, I heard we, it. Yeah, we right, have yeah. actually done Milt Rosenberg. When he passed away a few years ago, we actually were, did an air check of Milt Rosenberg on uh, All Things Radio. He's a, He was also yeah. very, very good at what he did. And, he was. And, they did have a good talk show when when they were both working at WGN on the middays. I liked Kathy and Judy when I got to hear them. I thought they oh, were yeah, pretty they were good. Okay, and and another one that was really good that I liked them at night was um, Steve and Johnny. Yeah, they were when good. They, I all, when they did, because when he first started, I mean, <laughs> Steve and Johnny, uh, they did a lot of segments on real interesting things. In fact, back in the late sixties and seventies, when they were on. Steve and Johnny had a guy, I forget what the guy's name was, but he was some kind of professor in California, I think, that taught computers. And I learned a lot of stuff about computers from him that they never told you about anything on other shows. What about Eddie Schwartz? Did you like like Eddie Schwartz? Yeah, Eddie Schwartz was okay. He, He was good. I mean, he did a lot of local stuff, too. I mean, he was, he, he really did more local stuff, right? But, but uh, getting real quick about Milton Rosenberg, didn't he work almost up until his death? Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, right. Even, even, like when, he, even when he left WGM, when they got rid of him, his show continued as a podcast. Uh, wow. And so you right. could look, you could get download his podcast, and he he was active pretty much up, up until the end. So he certainly was. Now, my, my dad had a friend from Chicago to always tell me about WGN, and I was always upset because, you see, living in New York City, we couldn't get WGN because of WORAM on 710, and that was right. a pretty powerful station, 50,000 watts. So yeah. there was a time when, when WORAM went off the air. It was a Sunday evening. But what did they have on? I wanted to listen to WGN. They had religious programming on, so I, <laughs> it was a little disappointing, but uh, at least I could get them when they were up. When it, when, yeah. when, well, I, I, had, I had to agree with you, though, um, that the uh, New York station, if I go to, now this is silly, if I go, now this, like this weekend, I'm going to uh, some shows in Shipshawana. Shipshawana is a, is a town in northern Indiana that's in the Amish territory, but they've got, it's something like a, a northern Indiana, Branson, Missouri. Well, anyways, mm-hmm. we're going there for a couple of shows this weekend for Kenny G and some others, but if I Turn, tune in, uh, t- take a little radio with me, and I tune in there. I cannot get WGN to come in hardly at all, and I'm only mm. like two and a half hours away. Wow! But I can get WLW on 700, and I can get the station you mentioned at 7. WOR, yeah. WOR. Then real clear from New York. But WGN, I might as well be a thousand miles away. Wow, that's funny. I mean, it, it, it's just the way it's situated, the, I guess. Or the the, way sometimes the nulls are, you know, you get, I remember when I was in New Hampshire at camp, and we listened to BZ in the daytime, and it was fine. But then at night, it would fade in and out real fast because, you know, it was, it was too close. So you're heading there's, both yeah, there's yeah, the ground there's wave a, and the sky wave. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's some... spots about 100 miles away from those big 50,000-watt stations that are just kind of, yeah. All right, Bill, okay. thank you very much. Good to talk to you. 
I mean, it's just it's just interesting the way radio is is um and, and of course like WGN is uh is like the WOR in the in New York and KMPC in Los Angeles they they've been classic stations. Well, WGN is doing what WOR did you know about twenty years ago you and, know with Joey Reynolds and all the and Lionel and all that stuff that they have those guys. And you got to you know? give you got to give Nextstar Nextstar when they bought them you know that's the only radio station they own they did not say oh that's we're enough. just gonna right. dump it and make it all they they kept them the, you know, i mean different personalities but they kept them local and heritage and in the community so yeah. you gotta give next i was uh, yep. i was always surprised sean when you said that because i was just thinking about that when uh, we when we were talking about wgn that they didn't sell the am station they could have easily sold the am station but then again <laughs> am stations aren't aren't worth what they were yeah years ago it is it is a standalone am and it's a little tough to sell that but they could have they could have tried to sell that and they didn't. So obviously they feel they're making enough money with WGN to keep it going. So I guess we really oh, yeah. can't complain about that. But it definitely is an interesting situation. But again, it's a good radio station for what it does. Will yes. it stay that way? Will they able will they continue pumping money into the radio station? That's a question we'll have to wait to answer in the future. That's all I can say. Bill, I'm gonna turn it over to you. So, that's right. Bill, I'm gonna turn it over to you so we can get Jennifer Sparks caller and formats going because I know uh, people want to hear it. All right, we'll get it going. Jennifer had to work extra hard this week and she was pretty busy and she got it done so there we go Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Sparks, and here are your call letter and format changes for the week of December 2nd. KTLN-FM 90.5, Thibodeau, Louisiana, changes format from silent to classical. KTIA-FM 99.3, Huxley, Iowa, changes slogan from truth to Christian information radio. KZ. CRB FM 103.5, New Boston, Texas, changes slogan from B103.5 to KZRB 103.5. WEJL FM 100.1, Forest City, Pennsylvania, changes calls to WQFN FM. WSVU AM 960, North Palm Beach, Florida. Florida changes slogan from the surf to radio elite international WPMH AM 1010 Portsmouth Virginia changes calls to WHKT AM WHKT AM 1270 Newport News Virginia changes calls to WPMH AM KPSF AM 1200 Cathedral City California changes slogan from pure radio to studio 100.9 WQFN FM 100.1 Forest City Pennsylvania changes slogan from ESPN radio to Q92.1 WRQY FM 96.5 Moundsville, West Virginia changes slogan from Rocky 96.5 
96.5 to Rage 96.5. WQRX AM 870 Valley Head, Alabama changes format from format not available to sports. KLSQ AM 870 Whitney, Nevada changes slogan from Univision Deportes Las Vegas 870 AM to TUDN Radio Las Vegas 870 AM WRVY FM 100.5 Henry, Illinois changes slogan from today's hot country to 100.5 FM WRVY WLIE AM 1290 Bel Air, Ohio changes calls to WLYV AM WGGO AM 1590 Salamanca, New York changes format from format not available to religious teaching. KELK AM 1240 Elko, Nevada changes slogan from today's KELK to KELK FM 95.9 AM 1240 WFBT FM 106.7 Carolina Beach, North Carolina changes format from talk to Southern Gospel. WZDG FM 88.5 Scotts Hill, North Carolina changes format from religious teaching to Southern Gospel. WZGR FM 98.3 Garrison, Kentucky changes format from country to Southern Gospel. And those are your call letter and format changes for this week for All Things Radio I'm Jennifer Sparks, wishing all of you a good week. Thank you very much, Jennifer. So nothing that really stood out to me, except uh, we're not seeing as many format changes. We're seeing more things like uh, slogan changes and stuff. And and that's what we're noticing. And you know, Bernie, but that's what I'm noticing. And I follow five different radio uh, columns. And... I'm not seeing a ton of format changes. That's the problem. No. So, so that's what's happening. Jerry, yeah. you have your hands raised. We don't want to keep your hand raised forever. So blow it We're going to lower that Jerry. hand, and we'll, yeah. uh, and we'll <laughs> unmute, unmute yourself, Jerry, and we can get you on the air here. Star six to unmute yourself, Jerry. He knows. It takes a while sometimes. His Googles are a little slow, okay. I think. All right. We, go. we got you, Jerry. Go ahead. Okay. You're, t- uh, you're going to play Ron Riley. I remember the first time I, I ever heard him. Um, it was back in 1983. Um, I don't know if you have any air checks of this, Jeff, but there was a there was a um, our local station came on uh, one of our stations. W it was W R I D then. Now it's W C C S, but that's neither here nor there. They came on with a satellite, which which was a Dell Contemporary. It had people like Ron Britton, John Calhoun, the Morning Man was Bob Leonard. Um, and Ron Riley, I think, was a weekend guy, if I remember correctly. And they played like adult contemporary, what we would call, you know, soft rock. And uh, that's the satellite they were on. And uh, it came out, I think, out of Oak Park, Illinois. 
So if you, have, if you have any John Calhoun or Ron Britton or anything like that, maybe I will try to up. find it. I know exactly. It was it was part of that satellite music network. They also had a big band uh, or a big band or nostalgia channel Paris. called Stardust. Stardust, yeah, yeah. which uh, sure which had uh, which which had. Um, Eddie oh, Hubbard Ron Baxley, there. Eddie Hubbard, uh, yep. Joe Lacina. Those are the three yep. uh, people I remember. Uh, uh, Don Lucky. Uh, I remember a few of them because I used to like to listen to that particular format. We didn't have it here in Albany, New York. But yeah, when, the band would, when the band would open up, I could get 96.3. And it was at the time WGTF in Nantucket, Massachusetts. Uh, and I could get okay. that radio station and I could hear them. Did you, did you like that format that with, with Ron Riley, Jerry? Yeah, I did. I liked it very much. Um, well, Jerry, I know. I don't think you did as much DXing as a lot of us did, but he left there and he went to WLS. So he was like, yeah, on, that's right. I remember uh, early oh, evening yeah, on WLS. WLS. Yeah, and he had two tour and he had one tour of duty where he would work when he first started at LS. He was doing he was doing uh, a, a double shift. He'd work at WLS and and then he, did, and he would do all nights where he, would, uh, he was working at W. I believe it was WRIT in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And he would commute back and forth between the the two cities for a while until but they got his, to clean. His LS shift was only like seven to nine. Right, yeah, he's a, he's a show on yeah. radio. But that's yeah, so long. Because it came on after the long news uh, break that ABC had to run with yeah. Tom Harmon and Paul Harvey and Alex right, Dreyer. Right, yeah. but that but that double shift that double shift is still a killer on you when you're going to drive that <clears throat> those those miles oh, yeah. back and forth yeah. between the two cities. But he let he and he ended up going to but well, we'll talk about this, but we'll say it now. Yeah. He went to Baltimore, Maryland. He worked at WCAO, and then he got out of radio and he became a TV weatherman. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't, I don't know if yeah. anyone knows that. No one knows that. I didn't know that either. But he became he became a TV weatherman. So um, very very interesting to hear you know, when you when we hear the air check of his show. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that. But before that, we have an air check of uh, or part two of our feature on Wayne Larrabee that we did uh, two weeks ago. So I'll do I'll turn it over to you, Bill. Yeah, we got this. Uh, had a little trouble finding this for some reason. They took it away and I got it back. So, what? but we've. We've got it. Um, it's part of a podcast from Wisconsin, and I hope you enjoy this. And I think you're going to like the subject matter. This program is brought to you by DJ's Goalpost Sports Bar and Grill. Dodds Packers podcast continues with a Packers historian and the star of the show, John Dodds. I'm Tom Pippins. We're delighted to have you with us. I'm just so thankful for Wayne Larrabee, the voice of the Green Bay Packers. And as we talk about your marvelous career, Wayne, one thing that really sticks out with me, and I mean this sincerely, you're such a good man and you're a humble man and the way you treat other people, whether it's the rock on the air or, or anyone, it comes through loud and clear. Uh, obviously, you're, you're grounded uh, spiritually and otherwise. Where did that all start growing up in Western Mass? Well, I think my parents actually, um, you know, my dad was one of those guys. He was a uh, uh, an account exec. He was a sales executive. Uh, he bought the pulp he, uh, for the paper mill, uh, the Hurlbut Paper Company. And I remember, you know, they used to have, you know, the executives would be able to hire their kids to work during the summer when we were in college. Uh, the paper company had their uh, all their employees. Whoever had kids going to college, they brought them on for summer, and it was good money. And you know, uh, work during the summer, and you could make some money to go to college. So 
anyway, I remember being in the paper mill summers and working and, and working with different people. Uh, and, and I remember how much respect they had and like for my dad. He was one of those guys, Tom, I'm sure you're kind of like this, uh, that there are a lot of people who thought he was their best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, certain people like that. So the circle of people like that where, you know, you've got 10 or 15, 20, 30 people that think, you know, that my dad was their best friend and they thought he was their best friend. He, just the kind of magnetism he had. He was a, a good man, um, you know, God-fearing man in that regard, uh, treated people e- well, equally. Um, you know, so in that regard, I think that kind of rubbed off a little bit, you know. And, um, you know, I kind of have a harder edge than that. I'm not as likable as he is. He was. Um but, you know, my point is this, is that, you know, it's funny, Greg Kelser, who uh, played with Magic Johnson on the Michigan State team of 1979, and he and I worked a long time together in the Big Ten, and we'd be on flights and air, airports and things like that, and people would come up to him, and, and he was always so gracious with them. And so one day I asked him about that. I said, do you mind getting, you know, people coming up to you? And he said, well, you know, it's, it's I, I don't necessarily like it, but he said, you know, Think about it this way. That person coming up to you is meeting you for the first and probably the only time in their life. The impression you make on them will last their entire lifetime. So when you're out in public and somebody recognizes you, it always makes me feel uncomfortable. But by the same token, you want to make sure their experience is a good one because it's probably the only experience they're going to get with you. Uh, what, what a super story. And, and I think we can say all humility aside, Wayne, that uh, that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I'm sure you've made Dad very, very proud. And, and that's uh, that's really just super. All right, J.D. You know, Wayne, I've uh, I've mentioned this to you before. I, I've, I, I love you doing football, but I think basketball play-by-play on the radio. My wife and I drove down to see uh, Marquette play in Louisville in the NCAA and I think you and John Thompson were doing a game on CBS on the Thursday, the first day. And we're listening to it. And you painted a picture where I could see the game on my windshield as I was driving. Wow. And I thought, I've only seen, I've only heard Eddie Doucette and maybe Marv Albert do that when I'm listening to games. So tell, why did you decide or what brought you to, was it the love of basketball and then football or why didn't you go to NHL? Was it just opportunity or say major league baseball? What did you think? Did you always have a knack for play by play or, or calling things quickly? Yeah. You know, John, um, it's something you have to develop. Play by play is not something you can learn in a textbook. There are some good books out about play by play. One written by Tom Hedrick, a longtime voice of the chiefs uh, in their Super Bowl year back in 69 and a longtime voice of the uh, Kansas Jayhawks. And he became a professor at Kansas and taught a lot of great broadcasters like Kevin Harlan, like Gary Bender, people like that. Um, but you can't learn play-by-play from a book. You can learn the, the basics of it. But play-by-play is very much repetition. You have to go out and do it. And it's harder to do that today. You know, back in my day, you could go to an empty booth and broadcast the game without, you know, anybody around you. And, and it was great. Uh, but today it's not like that because every space of every arena is used. You can't go down to Pfizer Forum <laughs> with a tape recorder and start broadcasting the game because the, you're right next door to people who are, you know, trying to watch the game and that type of thing. So um, it, it's a lot different today, but repetition is the big thing. Now, 
Yeah, basketball was my favorite uh, sport because I played basketball a little bit in high school, and and I uh, I really loved what Marv Albert was doing with basketball on the air. And then I heard Marv do the Giants. He was for a period of time he did the the Knicks, the Rangers, and the Giants. And I thought his football was excellent as well. Um, so you know what happened was I started doing some high school football games, um, you know, commercially on weekends. And that, you know, one thing led to another. I got a big break. Um, my junior year in college, as I finished up my junior year, uh, I was contacted uh, by a station in uh, Pampa, Texas. And, you know, I, I used to send out tapes to these blind ads in broadcasting magazine just to see what kind of, you know, yeah. feedback I get. And uh, this time I got a job doing um, Friday Night Lights, the Pampa Harvesters down in Pampa, Texas, which is a small town of 25,000. Uh, about nor I want to say northwest of Amarillo by about 45 minutes. So you're up in the panhandle of Texas. And the town had two tall structures. One was the grain elevators on one side of town. Um, there was a Jimmy Dean uh, sausage-making plant, which uh, cast some incredible aromas around 6 o'clock in a hot <laughs> throughout the whole town. But the other structure, the tallest structure, was the press box of the football stadium. And every Friday night, 15,000 would show up to see their Pampa Harvesters uh, play on Friday night. And I got to broadcast those games. And, you know, Tom, you asked earlier, when did you really know you wanted to do this? Well, that period of time, I took one semester out of school, and I did that. And that kind of convinced me that, yeah, I'd like to do this for a living. Just great. John, uh, John has talked about and seen it firsthand helping with statistics in the booth with you and Larry McCarran. Your preparation is over the top. As accomplished as you are, you know, you've made it to the, to the top. You don't flaunt it, but that's a fact. And yet, with all that you do, the different sports, your preparation never wanes. To me, that's the one thing, having been in it, to appreciate it a little bit, Wayne, is the only thing I would ever criticize if I felt someone was not prepared, including myself, because that's something that we can control. And yet you never let up. You're like Lombardi. No, we, we, we strive for perfection and achieve excellence, which you certainly have. We, we try, strive for perfection. We hope we're good. You know, it's funny. <laughs> you know, preparation, I, I go back to the old Al McGuire. I never forget, I, I was at a banquet in Chicago, and Al McGuire was speaking to a group uh, at Northwestern, and, and mostly athletes. It was, uh, you know, a banquet. Uh, I think I was MC, and I introduced Al, and he did his speech. And John probably knows this, and maybe you do too, Tom. Um, you know, Al had this, this line. Uh, I want to say it was a six Ps, he called it. Proper preparation prevents piss poor performance. <laughs> kind of, you know, the way that's how, um, ever since I heard that, that's always been the way I, I've kind of approached the job. Um, you know, it's funny. I really enjoy doing a game when I'm prepared. When I'm not, it's not as much fun. And, and it's hard to do when you're not as prepared, when you don't feel comfortable with the material. So I try never to let that happen. I try to always be prepared. Um, once you prepare, though, it's it's a performance industry. It's a performance business. Some days we have good days. Some days we have bad days. Some days our bios are good. Some days our biorhythms are bad. So even good preparation, though, on a bad day can make you sound okay. On a good day, you could take it to the next level. What impressed the heck out of me was when you uh, the, the the scroll that you bring in this laminated scroll because our the the booth is open. And that one, that one kind of surprised me when, you know, you broadcast in the open air because it sounds better. The background, the fans, everything doesn't sound like you're we're in a phone booth or whatever, but you have this scroll 
and it's laminated. You have one team on one side and one team on the other. And they even it was so big that they even made a shelving unit kind of outside the press box so you could clip it so the wind wouldn't blow it. Can you talk about that scroll and what you're looking for on that? Yeah, that's the uh, that's a week's of preparation, a week of preparation uh, for each team. And matter of fact, just to give your people an idea of what we're talking about here, I mean, um, this is kind of the uh, uh, this is what it looks like, it, you know. And this thing, this is week a week of preparation. This is notes and, and stats and and things uh, that that I'm looking for. You can see everything is numerical on the side. Everything is positional in the middle. Same thing for the offense. And what this does is it gives you know we have a spotter and uh, you know the spotter can basically just see who got it on the tackle. Doesn't have to know anything about the game. Number 56 got there first. He points to number 56. Uh, meanwhile, through the week of preparation, putting this board together, it kind of helps me study and memorize uh, the names and numbers and, the, and gives the players of both teams some definition in my mind. So it's really a tool of preparation. And then on game day, it can be a source of information, you know, because there will be times during game and I'll say, Something will happen. I'll say, I've got a note on that. And a lot of times I don't remember where the note is. So you look on the boards and you try to figure it out. But uh, that's really a, that's a tool of preparation that I use. And I work on that all week. And knowing you, Wayne, and how much you put in your head, a lot of it may not get out there. But as you say, it's there if you need it, right? Yeah. And if something comes up that warrants, oh, yeah, you know, I remember preparing for that. So, yeah, the perfect yeah. timing. And I I've heard that, and I can tell that, you know, and I think I think your listeners can and viewers, depending on the situation. Yeah, and, you know, but again, that's that's the preparation part of it, and that's the process I go through. Yeah, he's Wayne Larrabee. He is the golden-throated voice of the Green Bay Packers. He's one of the fine men in the business. We're so thankful to have him on the Pippin Dodds Packers podcast. Uh, when we resume this thing in just a moment, we have a special guest, a friend, a sponsor waiting in the wings. We'll get to him, but first, we've got to talk about the dagger. Well, there goes a pro. Oh yeah, yep. That, that Tom oh, he Pippen, is, he's very prepared. And that and, Tom Pippen, I believe, worked in Syracuse, New York, at one point, or, or Albany, New York. I know I've heard him before uh, in New York State, and very, very familiar. Yeah, it's too bad they didn't go through his career because it would have been interesting to to get the years and where he was. But you know, I was thinking well, about a, a thing that they have to do that, that he's been part of, and they, he's not part of it anymore because Westwood One doesn't want to pay as much money as they used to. to they had uh, Brad Sham, and they had him, and they had all kinds of. The big names now it's a little smaller uh, uh, timing for the NCAA compared to what CBS and they did in the early days but when you go to a, a building you know you're doing the games in Boston Garden or whatever you got eight teams to prepare for you know when you get there on Thursday or Friday and that is hard you know they're basketball teams yeah there's fewer players in football but that is hard you know to do I that know, and have information but I do know when I was in kindergarten in 77 living right outside of Kansas City in Cameron Missouri he was at KCMO then, and he had mm -hmm. been there. And I think he was there as they transitioned into talk for a few years. And then, of course, we know Kevin Harlan replaced him at KCMO. And with the yeah, he and he went to the Bears Kevin. at that point. Yeah, Kevin yeah, Harlan I, came I in when he went to the year. Bears. Yeah, and I do remember he did the morning sports reports also on KCMO when Larrabee did. Cause I remember my mom taking me to kindergarten and hearing yeah. him. Well, in about 78, 79, the Bears were still on BBM with um, – uh, Oh man, I, I forgot his name. The guy for the did Joe McConnell, 
And then, so in the early 80s, I think the Bears, when Bill would know, went over to GN, and uh, that's where he came in. And then, and apparently, uh, somebody was saying he wanted to go to the Packers. You know, he that was uh, the dream. You know, he really wanted to be yeah. in a little bit smaller market. Yeah, that was, was that was Bears his dream, apparently, for what you hear. Yeah. yeah. And he, that town he talked about doing high school football, Tampa, Texas, they're a little bit closer to Amarillo now. They were they were out of ways, but Amarillo grew into them, and there's still about <laughs> 20,000, 25,000 people, though. Yeah. And he did a lot of things on GN. He did the Bulls on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, when Harry Carey had the stroke, he, he took over. When Tom Brenneman went to TV, he took over the radio for That's baseball. That's right. So probably with- the game that uh, Rick uh, Rick Swan and I were at, I think he was doing the radio. And then I think Tom Brenneman came over from the middle of three. And, right. And, you know, and, uh, it would have been, been him and Ron Sano. Ron Here's Sano in 94. Yeah. Here's a question i got to ask you guys. Have any of you guys ever been in the announce booth while an announcer was doing a sports game? No. Yes. Uh, yes. Not in a booth, but I was I when I would go to the uh, basketball games when I lived in in the Waterloo area, I would sit behind the announcer so that I could hear the play-by-play, but they were at courtside, so I was able yeah. just to sit right, right they, behind that, that, That's very common with basketball. Go ahead, Sean. Were you ever in the announce booth? You said, uh, oh, I yeah. A couple, I've been, a couple times I was in there when I was at Texas Tech. They let some of the you know the students still working at the student station. Uh, Jack Dale, the voice of the Red Raiders, he let a couple of us set up there various times to observe what he was doing. He'd invite some of the sportscasters that were doing shifts. So, yeah, I I was in then for a game or two. Mm, good. I got to be in the Cardinals booth when we did our tour at the ACB convention in 2018. I got to go. We did a tour of the ballpark, and I got to be in the booth. It was very comfortable, very nice, you know, and that was cool to be in, in the actual booth. So that was that was kind of nice. I got to do that. Okay. Well, you know, as, as long as we're talking about places in the United States, how about if we travel to where Al is from out in the area of, uh, well, go, well go, if we go out to Cleveland, Ohio, and we listen to Ron Riley on WHK, and it was a Saturday afternoon, yep. um, November 3rd, 1962. And I think you're going to find, and with the sports commentary, and we'll talk about this air check after we do it. So, uh, Chris, sure. I'm, I've talked with Chris, and I'm going to talk to him about it, and I'm sure Al will want to chime in as well. So, go and, ahead, Bill. I'll have yeah, you turn, the, turn, I'll the turn that on, Jeff, but I'm going to answer one thing while I got a chance here. I was looking at my inst- radio notes. And from Inside Radio, and they have a feature on the ups and downs of Jeff Smullyan, and that's going to be some interesting reading I found here from Inside Radio. And I just thought you and Bertie might want to know that. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah I'll take a look at that. Thank you. Uh, I think you're going to find that interesting. So I don't want to stand in your way here, but it's um, inside radio is all one word. So, all right, here you go, WHK. This week in my classic air check segment, we're giving the virtual time machine a real workout. We're traveling to Cleveland, Ohio, and we're going to listen to Ron Riley as heard on November 3rd, 1962. The radio station really sounds pretty good with all of the classic elements of Top 40 Radio. I really enjoy Ron Riley on this air check with his easygoing style. And I love those jingles. The jingles heard at this radio station were produced by Sand and Green, the same company that produced jingles for radio station WNEWAM in New York City, as well as KFWBAM in Los Angeles, California. So without further ado, why don't sit back and enjoy Ron Riley on radio station WHK AM in Cleveland, Ohio from November 3rd, 1962 on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. Oh, my Lord. 
Well, I'll tell you, this time of the year, if they're still out there at Coney Island, man, I got news. <laughs> a little off-season. But what a sound, huh? The sound of the excellence, a hot prospect from Channel 14 in the House of Hits. And it's called My Coney Island Bombino. It's 24 past noon now. Mom, has your baby reached that in-between transition when he no longer requires only soft-strain foods? Well, if that's the case in your house, then, gal, it's time to let him enjoy Swift's Meats for Juniors. You see, Swift's Meats for Juniors are tempting and flavorful Swift's Meats that are especially prepared for older babies. Swift, the meat specialist, selects the same kinds of lean meat used in Swift's Meats for babies. That's rich in meat power, complete high-quality protein that babies need for sturdy, strong growth. Swift's Meats for Juniors are chopped so they're just right, soft enough for baby to chew easily, and firm enough to promote good eating habits. Remember now, when doctor first says it's time for meat and baby's diet, well, gal, that's the time to trust Swift's Meats for babies. Later, when doctor says to start baby on chopped meats, it's time for Swift's Meats for Juniors. That's Swift's Premium, the two most trusted words in meats. Sound News. Better lives at 25. Brought to you by Revco Discount Drug Centers, America's only total discount drug chain. Rob Engel reporting. The Pentagon has released a sequence of aerial pictures showing that the Soviets have removed five medium-range rocket launchers at four sites in Cuba. The International Red Cross of Geneva says it's agreed to inspect Soviet shipments to Cuba, but said nothing about checking the dismantling of missile bases on the island. Polish Premier Gomulka has arrived in Moscow, the latest in a series of red satellite leaders to show up for talks with the Kremlin since the Cuban crisis. And the first shipment of American arms for India has arrived in Calcutta. The arms were at once sent up to the Indian forces at the disputed border. Details of these and other stories of the news at 5 to the hour. Revco Discount Drug Centers wonder, are you counting pennies, counting telltale facial lines? Well, Barbara Gould has just the answer for women who are. It's Active Beauty Liquid Humectant Cream. Now, this wonder-working modern miracle actually begins to restore a moist, bloom, and radiant beauty to dry, dehydrated skin overnight. And so easily, and best of all, it penetrates immediately. And so away with worries about unsightly pillow stains. You'll also find the other Active Beauty products, ideal companions to the Liquid Humectant Cream. There's Veil by an active beauty exclusive, an ultra-modern facial therapy that revolutionizes complexion care. Deep Facial Cleanser, the most advanced facial cleanser available today, cleanses more thoroughly, penetrates more completely. And the new 8-ounce Active Beauty Dry Skin Bath Oil. This wonderful new bath accessory combats skin dryness. Get all Active Beauty products, Veil Vital, Deep Facial Cleanser, and the new Active Beauty Dry Skin Bath Oil at big savings at Revco today. Now, your name may now be posted on the anniversary sweepstakes weekly winners list at your Revco store. Be sure to check it and register again for new prizes next week. The WHK weather outlook for Cleveland, Bedford, Mayfield Heights. Intermittent light rain occasionally mixed with snow. The day's high 49 degrees. Windy and colder weather tonight and Sunday with rain changing to wet snow tonight and snow flurries Sunday. The present reading 48 for 8 degrees. These battle lines brought to you by Revco Discount Drug Centers. The WHK Revco Community Bulletin Boards are now up at Revco. Any civic group, organization, or individual may post notices free of charge. Just another public service of your neighborhood Revco Discount Drug Center. Bob Engel at your service. Channel 14, the big sound of Mr. Tony Bennett, his salute to the big beautiful city of San Francisco, bringing us down to 1230. For efficiency, economy, experience, re-elect William E. Mitchell to Congress, sponsored by Mitchell for Congress Committee. This is a paid political announcement by the Mitchell for Congress Committee. There's more to come, you're listening to the channel that keeps you going. 
gives you more. More people who listen throughout the day prefer the wonderful sounds that come their way on WHK in Cleveland. here at Radio Fun and that little old music maker me, Riley's a label, and of course our address right here at Radio 1, WHK, AM and FM, Cleveland, Ohio's elder spokesman. Good not too long ago, yeah, come on, baby, and then I'm him. I imagine that's just a little bit uncomfortable there, huh? 1234 in our town, the third hour go of the old wretched show for a Saturday afternoon. 48 in the temperature department right now. 54 is our humidity, and the winds of the airport north of 10. WHK offers you more music, more fun, more prizes, more often. Yes. Here is your chance to win some money and other fabulous prizes right from Channel 14. But in order to be a big money winner and other prizes, you must have an official Lucky WHK license to listen card. To get yours... Just send WHK a self-addressed stamped envelope, and we'll in turn send you your own personalized WHK license to listen, each one with a special number. But don't wait any longer. Send for yours right now. Whatever you want to treat your dog to his favorite kind of dinner, just serve him pard, partner, because pard is a dog's idea of what a dog food should be. Hearty, meaty, and beefy. That's right, beefy. All the meat is beef and pard. Now, this gives it a satisfying flavor and aroma that your dog is sure to go for. Beefy pard is also rich in the complete meat protein that your dog needs for strong teeth and bones, for a lean, muscular body, and for peppy health. And it's priced moderately enough so you can treat your dog to pard every day. Of course, he won't tire of it because what? Right. Pard is a dog's idea of what a dog food should be. All the meat is beef and pard. It's packed by Swift and Company, so you know it's good. Why not treat your dog to pard soon? <laughs> As a dog checking in again, the one that sounds just like me, you know, the one with the nasal condition. It's 24 before 1. And uh, Johnny Holiday will be around with you, too, this afternoon, reviewing the brand-new survey, 6 to midnight tonight. Keith Morris with the House Mouse Club and all-night-long party picnic. Right now, front and center at Channel 14, the house of hits, the Sherry's to do that Popeye. Thank you, gals. Up top, our WHK weather tower now, 48 degrees. And come on, mates, the smoking lamp is lit. Those in the know always get, get the camels a real cigarette. If 
you're looking for flavor that runs deep, get with Camel. Get taste that speaks with authority, man to man. Clean cut, all there. Camel's got swagger, yet it's smooth. The best tobacco makes the best smoke. Get with Camel. Every inch a man smoke. His kind of mildness, too. The best taste you can smoke. Every inch a man smoke. Every inch a man's cigarette. Now, the time department, about 21 before 1, should just about do it. Mother Riley's oldest son, Ron, with you here on the third hour go of our Saturday show. Time to check scores. Value City is a shopper's paradise. This is Tom Manning on WHK. Friends, did you know that if you're a dyed-in-the-wool baseball fan, you attend a number of games during the season, your home team happens to win the pennant, did you know you might be the most disappointed person in the world? Well, here's why. Now, your chances of getting your World Series ticket are about 1 in 10. No local club owner is at fault because the capacity of any stadium has a limit. There are only so many tickets available. Now, we think a greater heartache is the fact that the World Series tickets are priced out of reach of the day-in and day-out baseball fan. Reserve seats that sell for $2 during the regular season are priced at $8. Box seats at $275 at the Cleveland Stadium, for instance, at $12. Now that means a baseball fan must lay out $64 in the city where four of the games are scheduled, numbers 1, 2, 6, and 7. The fan must lay out $48 in the city where three games are to be played, games number 3, 4, and 5. The box seats are a total of $96 and $72 a set. And that's the way you must buy them. Winning a Major League pennant has many heartaches for both the fans and the owners. Remember, the owners have to sign those stars that participate in the World Series because they hit 300 or the pitcher had around 20 victories. And even if you can afford that kind of money, don't promise that youngster of yours that you'll treat him to a World Series game until you have the tickets in your hand. This is Tom Manning on WHK. Thank you, Tom. And this sports report is brought to you by Badia City. More sports in just one minute. North wind doth blow, and we shall have snow. Lots more of it yet to come in the months ahead. But the Wise family stocks up on cold weather needs now at Value City, the city of savings, home of the final discount. Save real cash on boots for the entire family. Warm jackets and coats, underwear, antifreeze, blankets, electric heaters, plastic storm windows, throw rugs, everything you need to make this winter cozy, warm, and wonderful. Why it's so easy and such fun to shop and save at Value City, Ohio's largest one-stop discount shopping center with over 100 discount departments under one roof in Independence. Route 17, just west of 21. Now stand by for an exclusive WHK hotline report just received from Value City. Just in time for the cold season, save almost one half in Cora City and 25, just 57 cents in Value City. Also, save one half on ladies' 998 car coats, only $5 at Value City. Water repellent, warm quilt linings, too. Value City is a shopper's paradise. Value City is a dream. 
Another sporting breeze, fifth place Toledo Central Catholic, made its bid for the Ohio School Championship last night by edging third-ranked Steubenville, Big Red, 20-12. Meanwhile, second-ranked Sandusky was held to a 20-20 tie by Elyria, which hasn't won a game all season. Tenth-ranked St. Ignatius whipped South High 42-14. This sports report has been brought to you by Value City, Ohio's largest one-stop shopping center, home of the final discount. WHK scores again in 60 minutes. Yeah, there it is, the story of the old alley cat name Mr. Ben Fabric's out in time for us right now to check facts and figures. Here's what you expect today of the Now, the weather filler says cloudy and windy. In the metropolitan area. Intermittent light rain mixed with snow. In the metropolitan area. Our temperature red light at 49 degrees. In the metropolitan area. Well, Sunday should be cloudy, windy, and colder. You know, this time of the year when you see football games in the corner lots and smell the smoke of burning leaves, remember this. It's time for Prestone brand antifreeze. Millions of miles of actual driving in all sorts of weather conditions prove you can depend on it. Get set for winter now. Get the one and only Prestone antifreeze with its exclusive magnetic film. Magnetic film resurfaces the entire car cooling system, keeps out rust and corrosion, forms a micro-thin inner shield that protects all metals, including aluminum. This year, be Prestone positive with Prestone antifreeze, the world's most tested most trusted antifreeze is Prestone antifreeze with magnetic film. Prevents freeze-ups, prevents engine burnouts due to rust and corrosion. Be sure to get this superior protection for your car now. With Prestone antifreeze, you're always on top of the weather. A jar and Prestone antifreeze, of course, is a product of Union Carbide. Calling all motorists, calling all motorists, over. Yes, over the next several weeks, Cuyahoga County Police Authorities are calling on you to cooperate in preparing your car for winter driving. You'll be safer and better prepared with a safety check, check, check. Yes, music, the big idea. We swing on to the Cadillacs and they throw it in high gear and do this. Oh, I get the message, all right, man, but they shake along in song, huh? The lively sound in sound of WHK 24 swinging hours a day. The issues will be decided and the ballots will be counted. And then the news will be reported. WHK reporters will be checking in with Election Central with the returns. There will be Milo Towns and Dave Buckle, Keith Morris and John Mahoney, Bob Engel, and myself, Bruce Charles. We'll have the state and local returns for you, as well as suburban issues and out-of-state races, too. Election Central for election news on WHK. Right, where else? Thank you, Bruce. Thank you so much. 28 degrees in the temperature department here on the Riley Show. We're five minutes away from Action Central News, and these are the Fleetwoods. Darling, hold my hand. Thank you. 
Eight minutes before one here at Radio One is our full fun time of the Wiley Go Around, our Saturday edition for the 3rd of November. And incidentally, uh, as usually happens on Saturday from our Principal of the Year contest, we end up getting jillions and jillions of cards. And I'll tell you, literally, there must be at least 10 or 15,000 out there today. <laughs> our boy's going to have great fun counting them up. And I would imagine the new Saturday totals will be in before Johnny gets off at 6 tonight or so. And uh, by the way, for the benefit of those of you who entered our James Hold the Ladder Study Contest, I'm just about to assemble the facts and some of the mail, and boy, there was a lot of it for that, too. So we'll check that all over and see what we can bring you by at least the middle of next week, see if we have some album winners. Right here at Channel 14, your 24-hour-a-day winner, Ron Riley with you. And we'll get into our I'll Never Make It segment right on the other side of Action Central News. Well, there you go. A trip back in time. The time machine took us back to November 3rd, 1962. And you got to hear Ron Riley on radio station WHKAM in Cleveland, Ohio. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. For all things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. I like that a lot. Like you did. Well, now I'm going to Go ahead. But I was going to ask Chris. Okay, go ahead. I was just going to say the thing I get a kick out of as someone born in 72 and not being around to hear them, I still get a kick out of on hearing those cigarette commercials on these. That's not what's <laughs> Yeah. Well, there, there's a lot in, in, in the, uh, to unpack, as they say nowadays, in this uh, air check. But the thing is, first of all, it was uh, just five days, six days after the end of the Cuban Missile Crisis. And, of course, there was a very scary time for those of us, me and Gary and Bill, who remember that time. I remember uh, it and, very and well. Jeff, and yeah, Jeff. Yeah, me too. And, you know, we knew that we could have been blown up. We, I mean, it was really serious stuff. And, you know, that Sunday morning, the, uh, the 28th of October, and we only had a week to, to deal with it. It started on the 22nd when President Kennedy gave the speech about those missiles. So that's what they're talking about in the news there. Uh, the other thing that was interesting was, were they owned by Metro Media already at that point, or they, uh, were they I, not? You know, I'm going to have to go back and take a look at Wikipedia and find out, because I, I can definitely tell you those were the same sing- yes. singers who did the Metro Media jingles. And, yeah, and, and you he used them. I, they rec- I recognize them from BZ, too, that, you know, different jingles, different type of jingles, but they think BZ used those people, too. But anyway, they had the Browns. Now, there was no promotion of it. There had to be a game coming up the next day, but they didn't, you know, they didn't promote it. They didn't say they did. They got the Browns in 61, if I'm not mistaken, because HGH up here used to carry them, and they switched from WGAR, and they went to WHK, and it was Gib Shanley started to do the games. It had been a guy named uh, Bill McCaulgan before that, but Jim Grainer, the color man, came with them, but they, they had the Browns. And they didn't even talk. And Ohio State must have been playing that afternoon. They didn't talk about that. They did the high school scores, and that was cool. But it's really funny. The priorities have changed. But he, you know, he he was a good DJ. But the thing is, he was really a mid morning kind of guy doing that because he was talking. And of course, the commercials they had were very interesting. Well, remember, he would have been doing the show from 10 to 2. Yeah. They had the baby food. They had the uh, cold cream. They weren't selling the pimple cream, they were selling the cold cream. The, The commercials were not oriented towards a teen audience and the pace was not a teen, teen pace well when we listen to days, from the same same days you'd have like bz was more mellow and then you listen to mex was more up tempo and like you say we had we've had what kilt and kbw and stuff from those times with a lot more you know pizzazz to it well i mean it was, a different, say, it was a different era in time as well go ahead gary yeah i was just going to say that top 40 stations in those days used to day part a lot especially yeah. in the middle of the day they they throw in 
you know, like wives and lovers or something like that yep. that you wouldn't normally hear after, say, three or four in the afternoon. Yeah, but, I mean, but he only so. played about, in, in the 45 minutes we probably heard, he probably only played about six songs. Well, there was a lot of commercials. But the other thing I noticed, and maybe maybe it's me, and, and because I grew up in New York City, but the hits that they played in the Midwest, I'm going to talk about Cleveland, Ohio, mm-hmm. I don't remember hearing some of those hits on the radio stations like WMCA or WABC at that time. Now, maybe they played them, and, and because I was I went to boarding school during at that time, I only got to hear the radio on the weekends, but I don't really me- remember some of those hits. It really depended. Now, they played Lovers by Night everywhere. Um, a couple of them I wasn't super familiar with either, and uh, but Alley Cat was played everywhere. But the thing is, New York had a real thing, and WABC really honed it to a science about, you know, uh, paring it down. They didn't give songs a chance. You know, you uh, now uh, INS did because Murray Decay had the rate, the record, uh, the record review. Right. And, 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 WMC, and WMCA would always take a chance on records that, that no one yeah, else would they play. Did. So they did. If, if you so, want to hear soul music, you got the WMCA. They played it. When, when progressive yeah. rock was getting big, they played it. We do have some hands, Chris, and I'm, I don't want to cut you off, but nope, no problem. I want to get I want to get to the hands. Al, I'm going to start with you. You grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, so maybe you could talk to us. Al up in, uh, out, in Ohio, out in Ohio. Go ahead, Al. Unmute yourself, please. Okay. I hey. can hear me. How's yep. everybody doing? I hope everybody, Good. everybody, I enjoy the air check, uh, Jeff. Thank you for playing that. What mem- Can I ask you a question? What memories does it bring back for you since you grew up in that area? Uh, as far as sports or as far no, as... No, as far uh, as listening to the radio and everything that was that you were doing back then as a kid. Uh, you know, listen to, listen to radio a lot. In fact, Ron Riley uh, only worked Saturdays at WHK. Oh. It was, it was uh, Alan Michaels, 539, Scott Burton, 9 to noon, Johnny Walters, noon to 3, Johnny Holly, 3 to 7, Carl Reese, 7 to 10, Keith Morris, 10 to 1, and Pat Fitzgerald, 1 to 530. So that's due. So was he on a local station during the week and then just came into Cleveland to do, do you know, or what was he doing the rest of the week? I, I'm not sure what he did during the week. Uh, he uh-huh. just came on Saturdays. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Now, what? How, how? Now, the difference. I, was, I heard an air check from around that same time of uh, KYW because, of course, it hadn't been sold yet, so it was still KYW, and the sound was pretty similar from the one I happened to hear. Would you uh-huh. say back in those days, which one did you like better, and uh, what you know was the musical different or the I, delivery? I, I listen to WHK better. They play a lot of better music, a lot of songs that weren't familiar to across the nation. A lot of local uh, stuff too. They played. Oh, okay. Now, tell me about the, what about WJW? What were they doing back then? That was uh, yeah, kind of a easy listening type station. Yeah, I think they had the. What did now was that when they had the Indians or were the Indians on WERE? Uh, the Indians time? in nineteen sixty two were on WERE, and so was Ohio State. Okay, so yeah, I knew, I knew, but HK did get the Browns in like sixty one, didn't they? Um, I think that was the last year. They didn't, and then they didn't get the Browns until in the mid until the sixty uh, eight. Oh, okay. Well, who had them uh, after GAR? Didn't they? Uh, they I went think somewhere. GRE had them from. 16, oh, okay. All right then. Seven. Then uh, HK had them sixty eight. All the way to the okay. The late. Okay, so 80s. I was wrong about that, but that, I'm glad that's why we have uh, the local people calling. L- and let's yeah. talk a little yeah, bit was, about uh, about I, the. I listen to radio a lot, Jeff. You asked what I was doing. Listen to radio. Bought a lot of records. You know, my allowance and so forth. <laughs> well, the reason I asked you is because <laughs> when the guy they were talking about was Johnny Holiday, of course, you realized that Johnny Holiday. This was 1962. Yeah. By 1965, yeah. uh, Johnny Holiday would have been leaving. Well, actually, the end of 64, he left Cleveland, Ohio, and went to WINS in New York until they went yeah, to their all-news format. 
He worked there for about a year. And, and the interesting thing about the Bob Vang on the news guy, mm-hmm. he worked he worked at a couple of stations. He left HK in 65, worked for Wixie for a few years when they uh-huh. came on here. Then uh, in the 80s, back in 19, late 70s, he was working at WDOK, uh, Easy Listening, Elevator Station, worked all night as a DJ, <laughs> Bob Vang. Okay. Yeah, so that was interesting to hear. Yeah, all well, right. You guys well, had a lot of interesting stations and, out there, that's for uh, sure. You know, I, and uh, when Walt Kramer had this, uh, oh, back in 2014, I think it was. I don't know if anybody remembers, and he did a he did a shorter feature because I think he featured two stations at that time. And all those commercials that he didn't play those commercials. I'm glad he played all those commercials, Jeff. Well, I, I, that's what I found when I was when I do my research. One thing I want to say is that it's always good to hear other people's perspective. Chris, you know, you were talking about you were, you were 12 years you were 12 years old at that time, yep. and you grew up. Um, and, and enjoying well, you know, enjoying sports even at that age, and so oh yeah, no, I was saying, I was saying before the show, he was asking me what I was doing. When I said, well, it was a little after Halloween. I was probably eating a lot of candy that was still around the house, and we going to listen to college football that day and the pros the next day, and Celtics and Bruins. I, you know, that's what I did. So I uh, and music, music well, all the time. We have one more hand, Bill. Keep it, keep it kind of brief, but go ahead, Bill. Uh, unmute yourself, please. Okay, real quick during that show, uh, that Cuban crisis thing. My mm-hmm. wife's brother, my brother-in-law, he was on a Navy ship. He was in the Navy. He was on his way back to Florida, but he discharged, and he got orders. The captain come on the ship and said, sorry, men, you're re-enlisted. Uh, yeah. So he got well, he, was he year. part of the blockade then, uh, Bill? Yeah, he was part of the blockade, right? Yeah. He was one yeah. of the blockade you know, ships. You know, Bill, we, and, today we don't think about it, but when, I, when that missile crisis hit, my dad was telling us uh, that there could, that there could have been a real war between the United States, Cuba, oh, yeah. and the Soviet Union. Oh, sure. And he was sure, pretty he was pretty right he was right. pretty scared about it. Oh yeah. And of course, was. Fact, well, when I was, I was but 20. look, I was only nine years old at that at, at that time, and I didn't think much of it because I mean, when you know you're a child, you don't know anything. You don't know. We went to the school for the blind. They never ever talked about the Cuban Missile Crisis at the school for the blind that I went to back then. Yeah, well, wait, so, well see, I was twenty. I was twenty three years old, and so I mean, you yeah. know, I was married and everything. But but the other thing, the the one that really ch- made me chuckle was the guy that gave the prices to the baseball games for the World yeah, Series. Yeah, Tom Manning. They're, they're, oh. they're a hundred times that now. Oh, and that's the other thing I was going to say, Bill. Because you, that, you go, there was you so little. Yeah, you go I'm to sorry. the Cubs game now for one game. Oh, I they know. say I haven't been to the Cubs game in years, but because I just don't spend that money. But yeah. they say to go to a Cubs game now, a family of four will spend five hundred dollars per game. Well, yeah. Well, the, with well, the, the funny thing, food and everything. What did you think about that comment? I'm going to thank thank you, Bill. I'm going to let Chris speak here. Thank you. Yeah. What did you think of that well, commentary by Tom? Pippen? Okay, it was kind of. Yeah, Tom it was Manning. kind of you know okay a sports commentary again uh, two weeks after the world. Well, he was a baseball guy, and that's what he was going to talk about. The Indians were not that popular. They were coming, you know, and they weren't that good. But their stadium held 80,000 people. Now, what the teams have, have to do and had to do, everybody got some tickets, you know, for advertisers. And Gillette got a certain number of tickets because they sponsored it on radio and television. And, and so he's right. But in a smaller ballpark like Fenway or Rickarsley Field at the time or, uh, uh, you know, Bush Stadium, St. Louis, before the new one was built, the, in 30,000 seats, they had 80,000 seats. They wouldn't have had any trouble getting tickets. So, you know, they would have been fine. But, you know, it was just a funny kind of comment actually, and you could tell he was getting older, but they had the name there, you know, he had done the Indians in the 40s and the 30s and 40s and stuff, and, uh, you know, his voice was familiar to everybody, so people wanted to hear what he had to say, but uh, it was kind of a, an out-there comment, but, uh, you know, whatever. 
But well, that's what. Yeah, but at that time, we got back in 1962. Radio stations did hire people to do not only news, but they also hired people to do news or sports and sport yep. and commentary, which you don't hear today anymore. Yes, I mean uh, occasionally you may hear someone, but you don't hear commentary. Maybe it's on national public radio, and maybe yeah. it's on on the. But like back then. You had a lot of commentators. I mean, you had Alex Dreyer, Man on the Go. You had Quincy mm-hmm. Howe doing commentary. You had Foss, Cedric Foster. Ed, you Edward had P. Morgan. Yeah, Edward yeah. P. Morgan and so forth and so on. And those are the well, network the, people. The last sports commentator I really remember that did that, and he would come on every week, uh, and they would maybe kind of ask him questions, but he'd comment on things, was Red Barber. They used to get him on NPR when he was getting older in, his, in the 80s or so. He was still around, though, and still would put in very cogent comments about sports stuff. But yeah, the commentary on anything is is gone now on, on the radio. That's right. Sure. And, and of course, uh, I, got a, I got an email from a listener who said, well, can we can we play the Jim Healy stuff that we did a few years ago? Uh, he worked at KFWB. And mm-hmm. um, I will talk to Bill about that one because I love listening to his commentary. I love listening to him do sports. He was just fantastic. And I got to hear yeah. him when I visited California back in 1980. Uh, when I I'd first got in my job with New York State and I had accrued a vacation time and I went out to the West Coast and the friend of mine I was with said, you got to hear this Jim Healy. I said, who the heck is he? I'm not even a sports person. He says, you're not going to have to, you don't have to worry about being a sports person. You'll enjoy listening to Jim Healy. I think you'll, you'll love it. And I listened to him. I thought he was great. Joe, can you unmute yourself, please? You have your hand raised. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. You're on the air. Go ahead. Oh, good evening. A- anyway, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and Tim would know this too, at KDWB 630 on the AM dial, we had a great sports commentator, DJ Leary. This is DJ Leary with their live line in the world of sports. And oh, that, that was a blast. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Okay. All right. Very good. Well, Bill. I don't know what to say. I mean, uh, this certainly has brought a lot of a lot of people talking, and I'm very happy about that. And uh, I try to what I try to do whenever ever I get these air checks or these featured stations is, is to finally is to make this as a forum so that we can talk about uh, about the station. And thank you, Chris. Thank you, Al. I know he just left, but he's listening for uh, oh, yeah. for chiming in there. And uh, by the way, now I do remember Tom Pippen. He did the play-by-play uh, when Tom Harmon was ill or was, was not, wasn't able to. He did play-by-play for the Syracuse Chiefs. Oh, there okay. you go. And, uh, but don't, uh, you know, Bill, don't tell too many people I know that, okay? Because people might get the wrong impression, you know. Uh, let me uh, just tell 45,000 people here. Yeah, well, the, the ratings, every time you say it, Jeff, the ratings go up. So it's, it's I know. Good. Yes. I know. I, I'm just kidding around, guys. I'm just kidding around. I told one of my neighbors she didn't care about sports. <laughs> yeah, that, and they said, that's right. They didn't yeah. know that. Jeff who? She said Jeff who? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. That's right. Well, next uh, up, up, I'm just going to say that uh, for those, I, I don't know, uh, Bernie, I hope you like this. I happen to like British radio. Everyone knows that anyway. We've done a, we've done a few things oh, over too. the years. I do and, too, yeah. And and I don't, I, don't, I don't know if it's voice track. I don't care. But Absolute Radio oh, 80s, I just love listening to the way they, they present this format. Um, and even though and the guy who does the voice track. Yeah, I know. Even though the guy that does the production voice is a little over the top, I still love it anyway. So, guys, hope you enjoy it. And I'll, talk, I'll turn it over to you, Bill. I've got to get my coffee. I've got to get my 10th cup of coffee here. Oh, yeah. Hey, let's go. Let's go. Let's get this show on the road. Thanks, everybody, for listening to all of this podcast. And I know you're going to enjoy this. 
and Jeff, thank you. And two things you don't want Jeff to do for you. Talk about sports and marriage. Take uh, <laughs> yeah. a pass on that. And, and, and my sister said, I said, Sharon, how about I'll make you a cup of coffee? He says, no, I think I'll go to Panera Bread to get my coffee. If your Jeff coffee had been old enough, he would have, he would have advised uh, Joe DiMaggio to marry Marilyn Monroe. And yeah. Jeff, everything up. and he will, not, right about that. he will not work for Credit Karma either or someplace. No. Like, <laughs> no, so anyway, but he will be back next week. So here goes the show. Thank you, everyone. Check out the podcast at legendoldies.com or wherever you listen to the podcast in case you missed part of this or know somebody that wants to listen. This week in my featured station segment, we're traveling across the pond to the United Kingdom. I'm going to listen to a national radio station. That is, the station is transmitted digitally all over the United Kingdom. The station is Absolute 80s, and they play an 80s-based format with lots of new wave music and very familiar music. The radio announcer you're going to hear is Leona Graham, and I think you'll enjoy this radio station. So without further ado, wanted to sit back and enjoy Absolute 80s from the United Kingdom on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. Absolute Radio Weather. Sunny spells and scattered heavy showers, some wintry on the hills, very windy across the north and west, and stormy for parts of north and east Scotland. Highs of 11 Celsius. Good afternoon, it's Friday. We'll begin with Human League Love Action. Absolute eighties. Get in here, big boy. The UK's 80s radio station. This is Absolute 80s. Duran Duran, Hungry Like the Wolf. We had Human League, Fergal Sharkey, and Def Leppard all on Absolute 80s with a number one song next from 1980. Absolute 80s. Friday, we have got a massive £100,000 to give away, and we're going to keep calling people until we get a winner. If I call you, answer within five rings and say, make me a winner. Do that, and a life-changing £100,000 is all yours. Grab your phone and get in the draw now. Text WIN to 812.15. That's WIN to 812.15. Text costs £2 plus your standard network rate, over 18s only. This is a network competition and the full terms and online entry are on our website. Entries close 4pm today. So for your chance to win £100,000, text WIN to 812.15 now. Make me a winner. winner. Something, 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 absolute eight is. Something, something, tagline. Hey, hey, hey. 
Vapors turning Japanese on Absolute 80s. This is Leona taking your request this afternoon. First of all, for songs you haven't heard for ages, also on the Friday feeling. But this is for Liam in Kingston. Consequences. It's Absolute 80s. Genesis, Invisible Touch on Absolute 80s. Coming up, Michael Jackson. Also, if you're listening logged in online, you get bonus songs and you might get an ABBA track next. Find out. Listen, logged in online. When was the last time you had a big weekend? Got away with your friends and let your hair down? If the answer's ages ago, then it's time to round up your mates for a Butlin's Big Weekender. Three nights of endless laughter, pool parties, silent discos, live music and loads more without a taxi or tent in sight. From weekends that pay homage to your favourite decades to beats that transport you to the famous White Isle. There's something for everyone and there's no off switch. So dig out your best fancy dress, fire up the group chat and get planning. You don't just need a catch-up, you need a Butlin's Big Weekender. Book now in their Black Friday event at bigweekends.com Right now at absoluteradio.co.uk you can win the ultimate Saturday night games night in, including an Amazon Echo, food and drinks hamper, gift vouchers, board games and more thanks to Asmodee UK. They have hundreds of multi-award winning cards and board games from Dobble to Ticket to Ride Europe which could just possibly become your saviour this winter. Bring your family and friends together, even the ones you're forced to spend Christmas with and you'll never be stuck for something to say. They've sold millions worldwide so pick one up with your loved ones. With Christmas looming, they're a great ace to have up your sleeve. And for the perfect soundtrack to your night in, listen to my indie disco and the classic rock party Saturday evenings from 5. Now head to absoluteradio.co.uk for your chance to win the ultimate Saturday night games night in thanks to Asmodee UK. It's an important phrase to remember. Make me a winner. It could win you thousands of pounds. Find out how to enter soon. Find the latest travel news at absoluteradio.co.uk. Absolute 80s. In 1965, Vietnam seemed like just another foreign war. If it ain't broke, give us half an hour and we'll find a way. Absolute 80s. is Absolute Aters. Frankie goes to Hollywood, relax on Absolute 80s. Coming up next, U2, and then Madness, followed by Madonna. You're listening to Absolute Aters. You could win a huge wad of tax-free cash before the end of the day. For your chance to win thousands of pounds with Make Me a Winner. Find the latest travel news at absoluteradio.co.uk. Absolute 80s.
Throw off the shackles of oppression and listen to some absolute 80s. I never thought I'd miss you. Absolute 80s. Madonna, lucky star. Great one from Madonna this afternoon on Absolute 80s. And on the way, Talking Heads. Also a double trouble this afternoon from Bronski Beat. Absolute 80s. A double trouble from Bronski Beat, starting with Y on Absolute 80s. Wow, what a cool sounding radio station. Absolute 80s from the United Kingdom on All Things Radio Live. I really enjoyed this radio station because they play all kinds of music and you get to hear British music that you really don't hear in the United States. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. The email address here is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can call that feedback line at 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595 and an option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. This concludes another All Things Radio Live. Join us every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern for the latest radio news, interviews, caller questions and comments, station scopes, and more. Visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com. Join us again next week for another All Things Radio Live on the Worldwide Legend.